fade in. Exterior, a redwood forest. Twilight. Full moon rising between trees. Green city limits sign next to dark highway. Dissolve to sign. White block letters. Arcadia, California, population 16,180. Freeze frame. Superimpose. Episode 55. Work print. Did it work? I think so. You can't tell? Can you? You're the touched one. I haven't done this before. And I've only done it twice. I don't have enough information to to know or predict anything. But I think it's closed. Yeah. I do too. I think. What does it look like now? What? Oh, um... Huh. That's weird. What? It's gone. You mean it's shut? No, it was shut before. I mean, the door itself was closed, but it could be opened. Now it's... Not. Not what? Not anything. Nico, I- There's literally nothing there. I mean, the wall is there, but just the normal wall, and that's it. No door, and it doesn't... It doesn't feel like it did before. It just feels normal, like anywhere else. Huh. Interesting. So, now what? I guess we go home and see what happens. It is so frustrating. There is so much more I need to know to be able to make any kind of predictions or or figure out what the next steps are or even know what I'm actually doing to the doors. And I don't know how to get it. You don't know. Thomas probably does and he'd probably tell me, but I don't know how to ask him. It is absolutely infuriating. I wish I... (sighs) Anyway, we should probably get out of here. Yeah. Hey, thanks. What? You're being amazing (sighs) with everything. Don't be weird. I'm not. You don't have to do any of this. You're not officially part of the town or anything. Oh, thanks. No, I mean, you're not bound to any of it. Not like me or Will or Thomas, too, I guess. There's no reason for you to... Wow. Sorry, (laughs) I'm not saying this right. I just... What I'm trying to say is thank you for caring about this and, and being awesome. Whatever. You're my friend, Nico. Arcadia is full of assholes, but you're mostly not one. (laughs) Thanks. And anyway, it is so interesting how it all fits together. The rules. Figuring out where the loopholes are, when you have to follow them versus when you can- Break them? Oh my god! Shit. As far as I have observed, Miss Webster, you seem far more inclined toward the breaking- 
I thought I made it clear you were not to tell Mr. McCleary about the key. Since you did not see fit to do that, a change of approach is required. And yet again, we need to speak. How did you know we were here? Because we closed the door, obviously. I should have thought of that. Then that you'd be able to tell when something was done to a door. Can you tell when something is done to a door? Or just if they're closed? Or just some of the doors? Ah, it seems as though our Dominic has had a rather negative effect on you. Hey, he almost never asks the right questions. I do. I simply meant that I don't recall you being quite so inquisitive last we spoke. Yeah, well, last we spoke... I didn't know enough to know what I didn't know. So, is it all doors? Yes. Hmm. Do they, like, ping you when something happens to them? Ping me. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. You're aware... Of when something happens that affects doors. What's covered in that something? <laughs> Ms. Webster, when I said we needed to speak, it was not an invitation to interrogate me. <sighs> Fine. What do we need to talk about? And we includes Nico. It would be really stupid for us to try to keep secrets from him. He needs to know stuff just as much as I do. More, probably. Thank you. It is vitally important that you do what needs to be done without unnecessary entanglements and involvements. Giving you the key was an act of trust in both your intelligence and your discretion. You've proved worthy of the first, but I have serious concerns about the second. He seemed fond of you. When we spoke. He? Thomas. I think. Why can't people just use names? You cannot still be so ignorant as to not know that, Dominic. Don't talk to him like that. I haven't told Thomas anything about you. <sighs> Good. He is... They are... Tricky. All of them. Even when they seem... Innocent. Especially, then. It is unwise to trust them. I'll figure out who I trust myself, thanks. You are a child who does not understand anything! Yeah, well, maybe I'd understand better if you actually told us anything. You trusted me to do what must be done? Okay, great. But what actually is that? Because literally the only thing you've done is give me some magical key with zero explanation. And great, fine, whatever. I can figure it out on my own. I've got the internet. But you don't get to lecture me about what I don't understand or who I shouldn't trust if you are going to be entirely useless. How? Dare you? Where have you even been? 
You acted like you were going to be his his mentor or something. You say all this cryptic bullshit. And then just when we think we can trust you, you tell him to fuck off? Except then you come up with even more cryptic bullshit. Nico and I have been dealing with with our friend turning into a monster and his possessed boyfriend and a, a, a changeling? And you're doing what? Hiding out in your theater waiting for... for... I, I, I don't even know what. You have no idea what you're talking about. What... what I have done. What I am able to... Then tell us. You... Just as immature as your uncle was. Lyndon just wanted to help his family. Lyndon thought he was somehow capable of crafting a bargain such that he could have what he wanted with no cost. And that hubris cost him his life. What happened with Lyndon? I know he died. I mean, I know he made a bargain, or... Made a change to a bargain, I guess, about who would be borrowed, and they accepted it, and then something went wrong, and he died. I keep thinking I should ask Mom, but it makes her so sad to talk about him, and and I don't think she knows everything, what was really going on. This wasn't what I'd intended to speak to you about. (sighs) However, it is time you're told the full story. Especially since he is doing his utmost to gain your trust. And I am, perhaps, the only one in Arcadia who knows all of it. Come with me, both of you. This conversation should take place somewhere private. And now that the door has been closed, its former location is one of the most isolated this town has to offer. Friday, June 26th, 2009. We, Leah and Mr. DiCaprio and I, are in the back office of the arcade again. It's a lot quieter than before. I I don't think I consciously noticed how much noise the door made, but with it gone, I can tell there's something missing. I need to figure out how to make my brain pick up on that kind of stuff, the, the ambient weirdness. I'm trying to be more aware of it, but it's hard to train myself to notice things that just barely Holly register to me. Holly and Lyndon McCleary were born as twins to satisfy the terms of the Arcadian bargain. I... I'm going to record this? I had assumed you would. Now... Please, let me tell this with a minimum of interruptions, either commentary or questions. Yeah. Okay. Fine. As I said, they were born specifically to meet the needs of the bargain. It was originally negotiated that twins would occur more frequently in the Falconer line, and would always be born such that when the eclipse exchanges came due... There would be one child to be taken, and one child to be left. We may not speak about the agreements that govern our lives here, 
but any adult belonging to the town knows that they exist and what they cost. So it was known that one of them would be gone shortly before their 17th birthday. They knew this themselves once they were old enough to understand it. Lyndon did not take that information well. He found it to be unfair that either he or his sister would have their existence irrevocably altered in payment for something he had no say in. (laughs) No shit. Most of the other children have felt this way, of course. But with time and teaching, they all came to understand it was their duty, and so have done what they must with, if not happiness, at least resignation. This was not the case for your uncle. His sister offered to be the one taken, but he found that to be unacceptable as well, and decided he would propose a change to the bargain, such that neither one would be required as payment. He knew what he wanted and how to communicate it, but not what he could offer as fair value. So, he came to me for help. He what? I have connections, resources and associations that others here do not. Monarch of Doors. Uh, yes. Among others. Hmm. I was able to advise him as to what might be considered equitable payment, and also what the consequences of providing it would be. He decided Wait, to... hang on. What was the payment? Thomas. Y- you told him he could pay with... That giving them the the stuff that was necessary to have a kid. Yes. Ew. Ew! At that time, there were no prohibitions on what I could or could not speak about. Those came afterward. Consequences imposed for actions I took. So I was able to warn him that a child like that able to exist both in our world and theirs, was both valuable and dangerous. That it was unwise to allow one to be born, but there was nothing else he could offer that they would accept as payment for a favour as large as he asked. I proposed a solution, a way to comply with the precise letter of the proposed bargain without putting the means to create such a child in their hands. You talked him into double-crossing them? I helped him find where the rules could be broken. That sounds like a terrible idea. It was a calculated risk. Hmm. The bargain was drawn up, the terms accepted... Lyndon was to meet their agent and hand over what had been agreed upon. And then, once the exchange had been made, he would... destroy it. What? As it was written, Lyndon's obligation was fulfilled by the exchange, not 
the creation of the child. We, I, believed that it would be possible to make payment and then render that payment useless in the moment after the exchange, but before their agent returned home. That's really clever. Thank you. But it didn't work. A fact I was not aware of until I met your... cousin. What? Really? How? If you would be so kind as to let me continue... Oh. Yeah, sorry. He asked me to accompany him to the meeting. But even with the relatively few restrictions I had on my behavior at the time... That would have been unwise. But we met afterward. He told me it had gone off exactly as planned. The pledge was sealed, the price paid, and then that price rendered useless. He was happy, proud that he'd saved both his sister and himself. He said that he was, for the first time, looking forward to the future. I thought... I thought it was over. And that was the last time I saw him alive. We, I, had neglected to include provisions for safety in the terms of the bargain to protect him against retaliation. The original bargain had none because none were needed. I, I forgot to obtain their agreement to do no harm to him. And so they killed him. The following day, when he came too close to one of the doors. Oh, God. Stupid. I had thought that he'd at least succeeded in keeping the payment out of their hands. That while he died, they hadn't gotten... But now, having met young Thomas Blackthorne McCleary, it appears that all of it, including the death of a young man, achieved absolutely nothing. Because not only is there a child of mixed blood, you, Dominic, are preparing to throw your allegiance in with them without a second thought, despite everything Lyndon, despite everything I... <sighs> I should have known. There was, of course, never a question as to how this would end. You are children, and I am neither one thing nor the other. Hm. Have you decided to whom you'll swear? What? Ah, have they not yet made their bids? 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. Leah? I'm not sure. Those who are vying for your fealty. I'd have expected them to offer you something. Unless, of course, they thought they could win you without cost to themselves. What do you mean? No one's offered me anything. I, I don't think. Right? Ah, yes. I should have realized that the oblivious Mr. McCleary would have paid so little attention as not to be aware that he has self-determination. I... Why does it matter who he swears fealty to? Why? Because whoever controls the child of the Falcon's blood becomes the monarch of doors. And whoever controls the doors becomes the one to decide how and who may reap the benefits of Arcadia and its people. Smash cut, black screen, over black, roll credits. Nico McCleary is played by M. German. Leah Webster is played by Kalen. Cyrus DiCaprio is played by Vic Collins. Arcadia, California is a production of Law of Names Media. It is written and directed by Lee Seguente and edited by Eric Seguente. More information about the show and its cast can be found in the episode notes or at arcadiacalifornia.lawofnames.com. Fade out. <laughs>